We're back, baby. Yas, queen. <laughs> Welcome to Lightless, where we talk about all things sourdough. And also all things. I'm Claire. And I'm Rachel. And we're the Sour Sisters. had to really refrain from using this as like my food for thought or my like interesting new fact because I want to save this for interviewing her but do you remember Adrian she brought up something so interesting and now I feel bad that I brought it up because now you're gonna want to know what it is but I was like this is perfect material for us to interview you like this is great stuff to bring to the Sour Sisters essentially it was just about like this whole world of tiny baking yes 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 I this weekend went to a store and they had a tiny baking kit that you could actually bake with I almost lost my mind and a book of recipes about how to do tiny baking I just want to know how much it is for a tiny KitchenAid like can I afford that because I can't afford a regular size KitchenAid like a dollhouse version but it works everything tiny everything tiny (laughs) isn't it is it like an easy bake oven in no, terms of like you can actually well, cook with it. I don't know what she was looking at, so I can't. <laughs> no, no, no. I think she was looking at what you were. What you? It was like about. actual baking things. Like everything's just small, and like the the cookbook is literally like, oh, it's like a quiche that's like this big. So you put it in your oven for like I don't know if you can see this, like this big. So you put it in the oven for like fifteen minutes. Like it was a recipe on how to cook something very tiny. I that would make me, like that's not enough food, but it's cute. And what is the purpose? Cute. Okay. I'm all for it, but I'm just like, I don't <laughs> think I could partake. Tiny, tiny. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So I think you should partake in this and tell me how it goes. Also, it, again, if I did this, I would just take like tiny bites of the tiny quiche and then it would just turn into dust. Like there's not enough sustenance. I feel like I would get really into like weird, what, if it's your thing, maybe it's not weird, but like, I'm going to say weird. <laughs> like, like, weird is fine. There's like wrong staging of like tiny things in a tiny house and like <laughs> make it look like a tiny person. Lived. Like, like okay. a crazy Instagram of like tiny, tiny, tiny. Cause I know those definitely exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. This is all fine. But now I have to say, I'm just going to cut right back in. <laughs> Adrian, we still want to have you on the podcast. I promise I'll send you sourdough. No. Still. I need and to I, know all of the information. I'm not going to look right. up a single thing until she tells me about it. Yeah. <laughs> we we promise we, Girl Scout Honor, we will not get into a deep Google, Wikipedia, research rabbit hole that Adrian knows all about. I did nursing school with Adrian and we spent many nights just at Epoch, you know, Epoch, the all night coffee shop in Austin, just like research yeah, rabbit hole, it. everything. Yeah. So yeah, I want to know all about this and I yeah. want to see everything. Yes. That's just a tiny intro. A tiny intro into the tiny world. Oh, oh tiny, tiny baking! Tiny! <laughs> okay, but I want to know what's new with you, Rachel. Well, but I was going to ask you. <laughs> fine, fine. What's up, Claire? How was actually, your week? Actually, no, I was going to ask you. Okay, but this should be the <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> this is all the podcast. <laughs> Braun on cut. <laughs> Can you smell what the Claire is editing? There we go. <laughs> Can you do the eyebrow thing? I don't see an uh, audio format. Can you see it? Oh my god. I've been practicing this for like 20 years and I this is this is are you ready? I don't think you're ready for this. Oh, da na na da na na na. It's like you got botox just on one side. This is a I've been a huge embarrassment in my life. Don't worry, no one saw it except for I just videotaped it and I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> but nobody uh, can see so um I feel like you should describe what you just saw. <laughs> what I just saw is one is someone who got Botox on one side of their face <laughs> and it took up one eyebrow and oh, no wait, I guess that would mean that the, the doing Botox right. is keeping right, the Botox is keeping one eye down. So you got good Botox on one side, bad Botox on the other. <laughs> <laughs> And just in case people don't know what The Rock is or whom The Rock is. is well, no, 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 no. People know, no, right? No. Don't give them a handicap. If you don't know what The Rock is cooking, then I don't even know why you're here. What can I say except you're welcome? Is that too harsh? No. We'll provide a no, good dude, link. I, I was doing a line from Moana. I forgot about your Disney blind spot. Oh. <laughs> but he does Moana's. He does the voice of Maui in Moana. But that's a song that he sings. <laughs> what does he sing? It's called You're Welcome. Oh, it's just about being a... Yes, it's a very... The word nice. I was going to use is not podcast friendly. Uh, like a... He's just like one of these people who's like, I'm so cool. Like, don't you... Like, I, I'm. you're welcome that I'm in your presence. Like, and that's what the like song a douche is about. douchebag? That's what I was going to say. Okay. Cause, I don't know if that's you know, a bad word or not. <laughs> I don't think douche... I don't think douche in its root is a bad word. Yeah, the the verb. But I like, actually think that maybe someone. I would love to learn a little bit more about how douchebag came from douche. Yeah. I heard on the radio this morning some like comedian person was talking about how they started their first day of teaching like kindergarten and they're writing their name on the board. It must not have been kindergarten. It was kids who were old enough to read, but they're elementary school. Yeah, I don't know who those uh, kids are, but yeah. And he, like, wrote on the board, like, Mr., and his name's Brian, so he started to write B. Uh, and this kid in the back was, like, something about, like, what's up, Mr. Butt Nugget? <laughs> and then he was just saying, like, oh, like, I've already lost. Like, it's funny, and you can't laugh, because if you laugh, then they find Oh, my it. God. And so he was, like, trying to be serious, and he was, like, you can't, we don't use those words in this classroom. And the kid was, like, why not? But it's not a bad word, and neither is nugget. <laughs> that is genius. I feel like that kid should get a gold star. But uh, I feel like that's like douchebag. <laughs> Douche and bag are not bad words. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what you do with a kid like that, whether you're their teacher no, or their parent. Like, you just put them in the trash can. It's too late. Like, <laughs> I just, I know for sure that if I have a kid and that kid is more like me, it will probably say something like that. Butt nugget is funny. I've been thinking yeah, about I it know. all day. <laughs> it's really just a compliment to myself. Like, that's hilarious. No, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like I was thinking about it because I had time on my commute. <laughs> and I was like, that is really funny. And the kid is right. Except that then you could teach a lesson about context and how, like, 
we shouldn't Aww. say hurtful words, but a kid like that is already two steps ahead of you. And it's going to have something about like, I don't care. Call me butt nugget. But then like, you can't cause you're the teacher. And like, <laughs> I feel like maybe, I mean, not to get like too real here, but like a, like truly like a one-on-one with that type of kid to be like, you know what? It sounds like you should be a stand-up comedian, but we should talk about context. I think that's a really good lesson. You should be a second grade teacher. Oh, is that? <laughs> I, I, I know several second grade teachers who went back to differ. I do too. Yeah. I, I think we should <laughs> interview them all together and see what they yeah. take a poll. Cindy, you think we'd be good at this job? <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, butt nugget, is that, am I getting that right? Which I'm, yeah. I can't wait to use that. <laughs> I'm going to wait until the perfect time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen the adorable little kid who like can't find an insult and he's like struggling to find an insult and then he ends up saying turkey butthole? <laughs> no. I mean, That's he's an like, insult though. It's a, yeah, it's a great little video, like a TikTok before TikTok was a thing. But it's like a short little video that a dad recorded and the kid is just like getting frustrated and he's like trying to come up with an insult and he's like, you, you turkey butthole <laughs> it's pretty good i don't want to be that like <laughs> no no i think no turkey butthole is that what stuffing comes from no no <laughs> I, mean, I mean i guess if you mean like you got it out of the turkey after you like when you're cooking i thought you meant is that what they make stuffing out of <laughs> no 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 is that where you put the stuff to stuff the turkey i think so yeah okay i mean but it's it's like a it's not actually the butthole. It's like, <laughs> like the cavity <laughs> once everything's been pulled yeah. out. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not a natural orifice. Like the turkey doesn't have like a big hole in it normally. But so is there no longer a butthole after you get all the things out? This seems like a little... <laughs> I... Based on last Thanksgiving... Is... No. <laughs> I, I, I need to know where that is going. I'm sorry. Please continue. Well, last Thanksgiving... We hosted, so had to have a turkey. I know, I was there, right? I know, I know, no, no. I'm explaining to the audience <laughs> <laughs> that, that, so because we hosted, we had to do a turkey, uh, and they, like, pull everything out of it. So it's just, like, an empty inside. Like, if every, if someone just pulled all of everything out of you, so, like, it's just, like, a, like, a fist size, this, this sky <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but it's just, like, like, a big opening. <laughs> But I yeah. don't, the turkey doesn't walk around in the world with, like, a big opening. I feel like there's normally more things going on down there. Because oh, everything is, like, I you know see. what I mean? Okay. Because they, like, definitely, obviously, chop off its head. Oh, okay. and actually, that's where you, that's, that's where you put stuff. Uh, everything's wrong. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me go for you. <laughs> it's not the turkey butthole. It's the turkey neck hole. <laughs> you turkey neck hole. Right? I don't know, Rachel. I never <laughs> made a turkey. I I told you like last week that I was thinking about getting a slightly smaller oven and your first response was, well, can you fit a turkey in it? And I said, I've never fit a turkey in any oven I've ever owned. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, I feel like I was just parroting boomer talk, uh, so to speak. And that was my fault. Because well, how often mean, like, do people you host just... Thanksgiving? Like, are, are you going to host Thanksgiving? Because otherwise you don't yeah, need it. <laughs> I, I mean, I would like to host Thanksgiving, but in my opinion, I don't think Thanksgiving has to be a neck hole stuffed turkey. 
like maybe it's turkey wing or turkey legs like from a state fair and everyone gets their own turkey leg oh or like yeah, caveman what's the, style what's the word i'm looking for like a renaissance fair yeah well i that's exactly what i was gonna say rachel i just love how our minds are so connected what do you mean you're sorry no that just like it ignites my soul that we were so on the same wavelength oh my god i'm looking at the grossest pictures on the internet <laughs> stop it you're not allowed <laughs> You're not allowed to Google search while we're casting. Oh, it is. Uh, but I think I was right the first time. I think it's the turkey butthole. But it's not a butthole anymore. It's just a turkey, like, opening. Okay, you get one Google an episode, and that was it. I can't have this in my search history. <laughs> it already is, Rachel. It already is. But what I was going to say is yes to the Renaissance Fair Thanksgiving idea. I was just about to say that I want to have, like, an, a home edition Medieval Times. What does that mean? Have you been in medieval times? Yeah. But what do you mean okay. home edition? Yeah, like, well, Thanksgiving is just everything you have to eat with your hands. So, like, there's no... But utensils. everyone's dressed up. Is, do you have a, like... You can. Yeah. Thing? I mean, you can get as... Fa- we definitely encourage costumes. That's, like, a given. You're so you have a cool come. dinner party for Thanksgiving. Yeah. For Fantasy sure. And, like, party. I'm going to serve tomato, you know, soup or something that you can just literally, like, use the bowl to slurp from. Mm-hmm. And... We'll have turkey legs mm-hmm. and like cornbread you can eat with your hands and corn. It's a lot of I corn. mean, technically you can eat anything with your hands. With your hands, yeah. Maybe on purpose we'll make something like kind of gross to eat with your hands, like sweet Jello. potato casserole or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jello is not the worst though because it's so like weirdly confined to its jello shape. Like pudding. Ooh, yeah, pudding. Yeah. So I like this. I hope you're coming over for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll be wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good, like, you know, COVID kind of precaution anyway. Not really. No one I should don't be wearing think gloves in public. But <laughs> communally with your hands. <laughs> I would argue that's the opposite. I meant, I meant wearing gloves. No, that's true. Yeah. 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 So I agree that we should know you with our hands, but also we shouldn't, like, share utensils. So, like. So dig in. <laughs> Dig in with your gloved hands. Um, I uh, just recently found out that someone I know used to work at Medieval Times when they were in high school. <laughs> and then, Stop. Yes, 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 yes. I wish I would have. I mean, uh, yeah. Wow. Like if I could go back. It's a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Mm. Uh, okay. So you didn't actually tell me what's new with you, though. Turkey carcasses. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Well, it, actually, going along with medieval times, I've been rewatching Lord of the Rings, and it's been a dream. When you say rewatching, I've never seen it. Yeah, and that's really upsetting. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Should we add this to the women who winter watch? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. The www. Smackdown. Quattro dubs or tetra dubs. Tetra dubs. Oh, how cute. <laughs> but I haven't seen them in years. Um, and just uh, decided to watch them. But they're on Amazon. I guess not to buzz market. But I have to. But my point is it's like a 48-hour rental. So I have been having to, like, squeeze in, like, 20 minutes here and there just to make sure I, like, watch the That's whole good. four-hour movie before the rental's up. <laughs> That's commitment. Like, 20 minutes here and there of a show like that is kind of tough. Well, it's just, like... A long movie to watch in 48 hours during the week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. 
you said you've gone like years without watching it. I've gone like 20, you know, however old I am years. It's crazy. And it's a real mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I will watch it. We can add it to the, to the women who winter watch. Cause I will watch this on zoom with you. If we can almost treat it like a book club, like sometimes these more involved shows, first of all, I need subtitles for sure. Movie. And then I think that like movie uh, show, is that what I said? I said show, no TV show, <laughs> show TV movie. Show. It's a movie. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to watch each movie. How many are there? There's three intermission chat about what happened, finish the movie, chat about what happened and repeat for three movies. Oh, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Because I feel like it's one of those shows that a lot of things, sorry, movies, a lot of things are going on. But I imagine the first time you watch it, you kind of miss a lot of the little like nuancey things. Yes. So I've decided that we should do like a, a, a Zook club, a Zoom book club. But it's That's for my dream. Movie. That sounds amazing. A Zuki, a Zukvi, a Zoom book movie club. Zukvi, <laughs> Zukvi, Zuk me, Zuk you. <laughs> okay, I have not two but three things for you to choose from this week. But you already told me all the things. <laughs> no, no. What do you mean, Rachel? These are things you don't. You might know about separately, but like we have not gotten into them together. No, I, yeah, I missed the picking a thing together. Yeah, I've missed this. You had the choice between one, Guinness World Records, two, Speed Spy, three, Topo Chico. Speed Spy? <laughs> I had to pick that one just because I don't even know what the words together mean. <laughs> Dang it. I knew you would pick that one because it's the well, one that I have. you gave it an insane name. <laughs> it's the one that I have the least information on, but it's because I don't want to have any spoilies. So for you and for the audience, I'll tell you enough to know that you should go listen to it. So it turns out that I listen to NPR a lot and I specifically listen to NPR one, the app where it just, it just like forces podcasts on you which I love because it's less choosing. But this is from Planet Money. And have you heard this? Probably not because you don't know what Speed Spy means. Okay, so essentially... <laughs> <laughs> I think, have you heard this? <laughs> it's called Speed Spy and it's from Planet Money. I feel like for you, that would potentially be enough. I, I, don't, no, and okay. I know what Planet Money is. I don't listen to it or not okay. read it or anything. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so basically, no spoilies, but there's even a book about it. It's called The Scientist and the Spy. But there is a Illinois, like, corn farmer who basically had the FBI, some random, like, FBI agents knock on his door unexpectedly, unannounced, not knowing that he was kind of in, like, some weird, like, potentially trade secret stealing situation with these Chinese-born scientists. So he was like completely involved with something that was way deeper than he had any idea about. But he was essentially planning planting hybrid corn seeds. Are these the, the Chinese mystery seeds or is that something different? Maybe the Chinese mystery seeds. I don't know. I think it might be something different because I just heard it was a story that happened in July and I just randomly heard about it like two days ago. 
but I guess some random seeds just got mailed to a bunch of people in America and they were like oh. silly enough to plant them. But then they were like all weird invasive species and like, so they're just like a lot of people complaining to their local government about how to get rid of stuff. Interesting. I don't think it must be different. This. It must be different. Yeah. yeah. No, this is essentially just the FBI pursuing Chinese born scientists for attempting to steal trade secrets. Like this is very interesting, but it has to do with corn planting. hybrid corn seeds so imagine hybrid corn seeds that you've never thought about um i never (laughs) meets a company from china meets the fbi meets like your backyard because it's an illinois farmer yeah my concern is there's wiretapping and stuff i want to be a cool spy and i'm getting my cool spy assignment from my spy bureau and they're like Here's the here's your mission, and it's like oh yeah this is gonna be sweet I'm gonna be a spy this is gonna be top notch and it's like oh here's your mission you need to go steal some corn that seems so lame <laughs> no, it, it would it would be even more lame than that because if if steel is involved in it I feel like that's fun like if I was an FBI agent and they were like you have to go steal this thing oh like, like sneak okay, in fine. and steal the corn yeah. like, <laughs> no but this is worse imagine getting the memo it's like all right Rachel. Your assignment is to wiretap this Illinois farmer to make sure that China isn't stealing corn secrets, corn trade secrets from us. Those phone calls just must be so like exhaustingly boring. Well, it was but maybe not. I don't know anything about like fancy, like big farm. Like maybe it is exciting. I think maybe it is exciting, but I don't want to judge. I, here I, was I the most exciting thing. He was he was like being flown to China, and he was able. I guess one of the things that was kind of a red flag is he was able to like walk through these science labs in a much more casual way than you ever would be if you if they weren't kind of manipulating you in some way. Mm, I see. Um, and so he was kind of getting like inside insider information, even though like he wasn't really looking for it, but they were trying to kind of like butter him up, make him excited. Yeah. It was really interesting. This is why I feel like I'm not doing it justice. There is a, there is the planet money episode on it and there's a book. So I feel like maybe just, this is enough for you to go look into it yourself, like you as in Rachel and you as in the audience. And like, I'm 100% sure that no matter how many choices I give you each week, you're going to pick the one I know the least about. Or I know like, I don't speak too well (laughs) enough. Well, you have to give it a less interesting name then. (laughs) Okay, but Guinness World Records, like how could you not, I guess you're not me is the problem and to me, like I want to know, but I'm going to pick one and I know what a Guinness World Record is. I don't know what a speed spy is. Yeah, but you don't know what Guinness World Record is. Oh, I see what you're saying now though. You never said speed spy, S-P-E-E-D. You said seed spy, right? Well, I said Speeds spy, but now I feel like maybe I mistyped it. Because <laughs> this entire time you've been describing this, I've been thinking, what's fast about it? <laughs> I mean, this is classic, like Claire made an outline, but it still makes no sense. No, it's called. Oh, I'm just so confused. No, no, but I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. It's called. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. 
Oh, very sure. <laughs> Hold on, Planet Money. This is my one Google. It's called. Damn it. <laughs> but like, what, what did you think was fast about it? How fast? Actually, you that was a really. I thought it was a really interesting name too. I was like, I don't really find anything. <laughs> I fully support this. You should do every time. It should be two right things and a typo. <laughs> I guarantee you'll pick the typo every time. Well, because it sounds like it's going to be a cool name. Oh, my God. I, this should just be like two truths and a lie, because essentially that was a lie. Yes, yeah, well, Seed Spy yeah. makes so much more sense. And tell me this, though. Like, now you're biased, but would you not have picked it if it was Seed Spy? I think spy is just an intriguing word. Yeah, I think you have a bias towards spy. Spy bias. Spyus, if you will. You have a spyus, you want to be an FBIS. FBIS. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to wait on Guinness World Guinness World Records and Topo Chico. No, and I want both of those things. But you forced me to choose. That's okay. Now I don't have to think of one for next week because I'll have two. <laughs> Perfect. This was the opposite of procrastination. Well, I had two this week that I just decided at the last minute to pick one randomly, so I'm already prepared for next time too. You don't. You're not going to tell me now. No. Oh, you only told I see me one thing. <laughs> oh, you already told me the thing. Okay, got it. Yeah. Should we get started? We should. We should get started. This week, I made cinnamon rolls. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, so they were so yummy. That's my uh, top of the thing summary. So good. I was yeah. very excited. I've never made cinnamon rolls before. Have you? No. But, like, I just thought it would be really, like, really hard. Like, too hard. Yeah. Like, anything that you have to, like, roll and then cut. Like, it just seemed like a big pain. Um, but I found a recipe. Uh, and it called for you could either use discard or starter. For the sourdough part, because they were sourdough That's an interesting rolls. thing. Here's more interesting. I'm not sure which one I used. <laughs> so I, I wasn't sure what it counted as. So I just sort of made uh, some assumptions in the recipe based on, like, if I was 50% of the way in between the two. I feel like you just clicked that. You clear-baked. Well, because the the starter, like my starter, I had not fed it in a week. So I just took what would have been this week's discard and used it. Oh. But it's still, it's not like it's been sitting around for a week or two, you know, or whatever, like in my little starter or my discard container. I've struggled with the way you would kind of classify that situation. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what I used. It's unclear to me. I feel like it's almost like fresh discard. Is I think that's so. thing. But it had two very different things you should do if it was discard or starter um mm. so i like don't know the recipe was different yeah yeah like very different um interesting and i think it just had to do with how like how robust the rise was going to be so like how like startery mm. it was mm -hmm. um but because a cinnamon roll it turns out is an enriched dough so i have this fancy like book that i got about 
that's like a deep dive on like cooking during the middle of the quarantine. So I like flipped to a chapter when I want to do something, but I was reading about enriched doughs. So that's just like when you have a dough that has fat or sugar in it or eggs, but there's a lot slower to rise um, because the fat apparently binds to gluten strains and makes prevents the formation of strong networks. So it doesn't like it as puffy uh, and sugar dehydrates it. So it like can't eat as much. There wasn't much sugar in it though. Um, but there was a lot of butter, like an entire stick of butter. <laughs> so there's a lot of fats in there. Um, so it had to rise. Like it's supposed to, so here's the problem. People are supposed to eat cinnamon rolls in the morning. I find that a little bit yucky. Like that's a lot to eat when you first wake up. I mean, really I'll do it. Slows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it I'll, depends I'll on the day. But, that's going to uh, slow you down. Yeah. But I'd rather eat it like as a dessert, you know, like, um, and also, I can't remember to do a baking thing at night because I'll be too tired. I'd rather do baking in the morning. So I did the, you're supposed to make the dough the night before and let it sit 12 hours and then do the baking part. But I did the opposite (laughs) and I got impatient and I only let it go eight hours. Um, But because if you use your discard, you're supposed to use baking soda and baking powder to puff it up more. I see because it would naturally not rise as well. Yeah, yeah. But instead of you're using starter, don't use the baking soda and baking powder. Do a second rise, like once you make the cinnamon rolls, which it makes sure. all that makes sense. But I was like, I'm not doing any of that. So I just yeah. let it go eight hours, thinking it was a better dis, not that discardy. Use the baking soda and baking powder and didn't do a second rise. Yeah. So I was just, just cutting corners all the way around. This is exactly how I prefer to bake. But the dough got really puffy, even in just eight hours, uh, even with to all me- the butter in it. That speaks to, like, the integrity of your starter. I think think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I also, the exciting part was that I made it in my cast iron, which is what the (gasps) recipe suggested. So it looked really cool. I have good pictures. Um, And uh, That's very fancy, Rachel. It looked very cool, except for our cast iron um, was a gift, uh, and it's not the normal size. It's, like, the big size. So it's really heavy. So it was, like, oh, my gosh, so many cinnamon rolls. In oh my gosh! But it was it was really fun. I would say to roll out, because uh, you like roll out the dough and put the cinnamon sugar mixture on it, and then like roll it, uh, and then you cut it, and then you could see the swirl immediately. It looked really cool. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. And you put it in the cast iron, and then I baked them, and they came out so crisp, like perfect. Like everything rose in the oven, and they're all like close together. So it's like that perfect like cinnamon roll like filled up the cast iron. <laughs> I'm drooling. Uh, and fancy, uh, so easy, like really, because you just sort of mix it and then come back whenever you feel like and then do the rollout part. And then it called for like a normal like powdered sugar kind of glaze, like on a sugar cookie. But <gasps> I prefer cream cheese. Like I like a cream oh, cheese Oh, well, you can't go wrong either way, honestly. I w- yeah. The other one is so light, though. Like I kind of like that lightness, well, but cream cheese you're you right. can go wrong. Because the cream cheese, normally like a cream cheese icing is like a lot. It's like too much. It's mm-hmm. like too rich. But this, I did a lot of searching on a cream cheese glaze and it's, it is light. It's perfect. It's just like a hint of cream cheese, but otherwise it's like very like perfect for, you know, kind of drizzling all over the cinnamon rolls. So oh I highly recommend. Gosh. It was amazing. And I just thought it would be like a disaster, but it was not bad. So for you, like it, it potentially being a disaster and not being bad is, I'm not surprised, but like for the average person, how would you rate the difficulty level? 
I would say easy, because especially since you add the baking soda and baking powder, it's going right. to rise. Right. Um, like, if you're worried about it not rising, you would just take that route. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the one they, like, prefer. It just mm-hmm. basically was like, you can use regular starter if you're, like, doing you. But <laughs> Yeah, well, I do challenge you, though, now to do the other type. That be interesting. It just takes, you know, so much longer. I'm impatient. Yeah. That's my real problem. Turns oh, out- the, the other thing about the recipe that I had heard of, uh, and just never bothered to do is that it suggested that you take the butter when it's really really cold like from the freezer and use a cheese grater to make like little butter pieces so then when you cut it into the flour it's not like a stick of butter you're cutting into flour is that and, a thing you're supposed to do all the time uh for like pie crust and like biscuits like stuff where the butter is supposed to be like finely integrated mm-hmm. um but i usually just cut it with knives or like a pastry cutter like as a whole stick or like in cubes. And the cheese grater method worked really well. I was really surprised. It was so easy because it's already little fine, you know, strips. It looks like cheese. So then when you just cut it in with the flour, it's like perfect. Wow. I'm but it was fun. So it much. felt gross and weird because it was like melting in my hand as I was doing it. So I did it really fast, but it worked really well. It was cool. I feel like then you could just put your hand down and biscuit would just lick everything off your hands. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> he does that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like a, a handful of like melted butter. I don't think he needs that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs that. <laughs> that sounds so yummy. It was really good. I highly recommend it. Wow. Well, it was I, really fun to like see the swirl, like when you cut it up. That's literally the only thing I brought to the table this week was like how exciting it is to see a swirl. And to those who are listening, we did not talk about what we were going to talk about before we talked about it. So <laughs> I, is that it? D, are you done? That's it. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Well, that perfect, perfect transition into cinnamon swirl bread. Which is, we're on the same wavelength, I feel like. I mean, 100% of the time, Rachel. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're Clachel. We are here. We are sour sisters. Indeed. Our sour senses were tingling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this was on my TBL, which is my to-bake list. And... I can't believe you didn't want to know more about what, about my TBL. I do. I had muted myself because I was drinking water and I thought it might be too loud. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Tell, tell me. I mean, I'm very curious. I like the acronym. Well, I'm trying to be hip. I'm trying to stay hip is what I mean. And I stay feel like, relevant. <laughs> yeah. Like it's on my TBL, man. Like I'm just jealous on my TBL. Very hip. <laughs> yeah. To bake list. So it was on my TBL though, for real, because I haven't had yeast. I haven't had like instant access to instant yeast in so long. Yeah. There's been so many things I've been wanting to make, but without the yeast, it's just so hard. So now that I have a bunch of yeast, I made cinnamon swirl bread, thanks to King Arthur yet again. And it was easier than anticipated. And I think the thing that motivated me the most was the swirl. Like, can I get the swirl? Yeah. I thought for sure that was going to be so hard. But getting swirl in a loaf of bread does seem difficult. It's the same thing. I mean, I think as a cinnamon roll, the biggest thing was you roll it out, like after you've let it rise a little bit and you've done all the things you need to do to make it the right consistency of dough, you roll it out 
And then you have the cinnamon sugar kind of mix that you've already prepared and you've got your raisins and you just sprinkle it all over and then you yeah. roll it up. And then it turns out that if you just close up the ends, so you kind of pinch the ends, put it in a little baking, like a loaf pan, mm -hmm. it just, as soon as you cut into it, it's just a swirl that you see instead of like eating it as I a like swirl. a secret swirl. Yeah, it's a secret swirl. That's exactly awesome. right. Yeah. And it's kind of like a swirl surprise. So what I want to do now, since it was apparently so easy, I want to like put other things in there. Like maybe I yeah. want to make a savory one, like a cheddar no, sure. and candied jalapeno thing. Cause that's my go-to and, or like a that sounds delicious mixture. Yeah. Um, I think also like chocolate chip chunks cause you can't ever go wrong with that. With jalapeno. Yes. <laughs> gross, <laughs> but actually probably not. If you do it right, I don't think it would actually be gross, but I wonder if you could do like a fun, I'm not a big funfetti cake person, but it came to my mind just now that maybe a funfetti swirl would be a really like all fun alternate to a, a birthday cake. A birthday bread? A birthday bread. And you cut into it and it's like a rainbow swirl. I mean, I like this. Yeah. I'm like so sorry I told you. Or like with I'm, sprinkles? Sprinkles, I think. Oh, but food coloring, I think. I don't know how it would work with food coloring. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd do like a back-to-back, -back, kind of like see which one works better. I will say, in addition to just actually getting the swirl and that being exciting, the thing that was stressful was gently deflating. So in the recipe, it says to gently deflate the dough right before you sprinkle the cinnamon sugar and stuff. And I feel like gently deflating something that kind of like naturally rose and became this beautiful puffy thing is very stressful for me. I prefer oh, you felt like, like a, you were hurting it. <laughs> yeah. Like I prefer a full demolition. I don't want to do a gentle deflate. Oh, so you weren't worried about hurting it. You just wanted to murder it. <laughs> Punch it I down. Worried, <laughs> I was worried about hurting it because I wasn't supposed to hurt it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. The trick, surprise, surprise, is to follow the directions and you will get a swirl. Yeah, I feel like following the directions is 99% of everything. In my opinion, it's 85% because I do it 85% of the time and I get, you know, above average results. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I mean, it seems like we both impressed ourselves with swirls. Yeah. We're swirl queens. Hashtag swirl queen. Hashtag sweens. Squeens. That sounds weird. Sween. Sween. It's relevant and topical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome. that's it though. Yeah, I mm -hmm. like this uh, double, double swirl. That's very fancy. Just checking things off of my TBL. Well, and I actually want some of your swirl, like I'm gonna go and get some, whereas like, I think I was gonna give you some of my swirl. Yes, I was promised some swirl to bring to mm. tennis and then I got there and there was no swirl. So maybe you're just making all this up and this did not I, <laughs> I am, I am making it all up and I'm gonna have to make it again and give you some. But I think I am gonna give you a surprise swirl. Like it's not gonna be a cinnamon raisin, I just want you to know. 
I like the idea of handing someone a loaf of bread, like an unsuspecting <laughs> person, and then they just like, oh, bread, and then they cut it open, and it's just like some random thing inside. Yeah. Like a toy car. It's like that um, baby in New Orleans. They put that baby in a cake. The baby cake. Or Isn't sometimes it called? people like put uh, like engagement rings in a cupcake or something. That seems bad. because That's seems- a bad idea. No, yeah. you're going to have to wait like a full like – gi cycle well hopefully you don't swallow it i'm more worried about the teeth like (laughs) i'm worried about the diamond too yeah whatever stone i don't need any of that stuff in my mouth or (laughs) in my body turns out um what is the name of the cake king baby right is it king baby did i make that up a king cake maybe it is king cake baby baby cake king a king baby cake mardi gras baby (laughs) I don't know. We're not allowed to Google. We both used. I know our this own is Google a mistake. <laughs> I'm sure someone <laughs> in the world is very angry when they listen to this. But we know what we're talking about. That's the yeah. We know. Part. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. We made swirls. We made swirls. Do you have any food for thoughts? Thoughts for foods. Mm-hmm. I have so many thoughts for foods and so many foods for thoughts. But I have another podcast recommendation. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I almost know more. I actually know more about this one because it's a limited series. Like it's more of a docu series, but it's called Wind of Change. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Well, it's about it's a conspiracy theory about the Scorpions, or is it just Scorpions, the rock band from the eighties? Apparently, potentially, the CIA wrote the song wind of change for scorpions i've heard of this in the zeitgeist but i don't know anything else about it that's basically all i've heard yeah i mean i'm not going to tell you much because no spoilies but you have to listen to it it's super interesting because it's all about like the potential of the cia writing a song and then or maybe just influencing this rock band to write the song and somehow positively influencing enemies in the Soviet Union, all all like for the point of being against communism, and it was during the Cold War era, potentially leading to the think of all the Berlin Wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like a full on conspiracy theory where the guy who's who hosts the podcast is just like, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and like I'm, not I'm really sure you sure. have. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not really sure I believe in conspiracy theories, but it seemed like I heard it from a person that was so like had such good merit and so Mm. like so so much ethos that it made me more curious than I would normally be for a conspiracy theory. No, that's fair. I feel like it was made up by somebody in the Scorpions who were like, how can we be relevant? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Uh, But that sounds very interesting. I I do. We'll have to check it out. That sounds cool. All right. What do you got? Well, I have a choice for you for this. Because I have like a, mm. I have an uplifting and a depressing uh, oh. option. So. <laughs> but they're both things that I, I guess maybe not two things I learned about. One thing I learned about, one thing that was just like uplifting and cool from the week. Oh my gosh. And I have to, I really have to pick one. Yeah. Or can I pick the order? Is it like, do you want the good no, news no, first or the bad news I think news you should first. pick one because like the two together are like very weird together. <laughs> I'm trying to trick you, Rachel. I'm untrickable. Dang it. Can you give me another hint? One is podcast related. <laughs> 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 okay. I want the not podcast related. Okay. Enough cast cast material. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, I sent you this already, but I just want to, I want to discuss it in detail. So the, the shoes video, Kelly person from like 2007. <gasps> oh my gosh. Did an update video <laughs> for oh. mask. And it's like three minutes of just amazing. It looks like nothing has changed about the internet, about the person who does the video, everything exactly the same. It just takes me back to like the first like viral video. And I mean, I'm obsessed. I watched it so many times a day. <laughs> the nostalgia is yeah. unreal. Yeah. And you're right. Nothing has changed. It's like just perfect. Yeah. Not and a day. <laughs> if anyone else is just tuning in, you should listen to like, I don't know which one it was, one, two, or three. I'm not saying this right. Episode one, two, or three. We referred. I think one of us said, oh my God, shoes. I think it's the episode three about the, when we talked about foldable shoes. Oh, right. I think we inspired Kelly. <laughs> you think that Kelly is listening to our podcast? That would be my dream. Oh, you should just think about masks. <laughs> But it's really funny. The very last scene in it is like perfection and uh, everything is perfect. Much. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I'm basically just like uh, the shoes, like if you haven't seen it, like the shoes video, first of all, you should look that up. And But remember, it came out a long time ago. But like, oh, these are good shoes. These are bad shoes. But she does the same thing with masks. And it's like, oh, these are good masks. These are bad masks. But it's actually it's educational. It's really funny. Because yeah. like, one is like a plastic bag with a hole in it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. We did it. We did it. Hey, Rachel. Hey, what? Love you like a sour sister. Lilas. Thanks for listening, y'all. Please subscribe and don't be afraid to start some sourdough. You too can achieve a swirl. <gasps> I love that. Anything we mentioned in this podcast will be included in a reference list that will be posted on our Instagram. So follow us at Lila Sour Sister for recipes, pictures, and lots of other fun stuff. That's at L Y L A Sour Sister. 